Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to this Servmex podcast. I am Stephen Firth and I will act as the host for this event. I am the business development manager looking after industrial process and environmental markets. I've been with Servmex heading towards 30 years and deal mainly with our industrial products. I'm joined today by my colleague Reese Jenkins, and I'll let Reese introduce himself. Hello, my name is Reese Jenkins. I'm the product manager for Servimax's process spectroscopic analyzers, and I'm here today to introduce Servimax's newest analyzer, the Spectrexact 2500, which is a non-dispersive infrared analyzer targeted at the process industry. As Reese has indicated, this podcast will focus on the Servmex 2500 infrared analyzer. So Reese, can you give me a overview of the 2500 as a product? Yes, Stephen, the Spectrexact 2500 is a high performance infrared analyzer that replaces Servimax's previous 2500 series of analyzers, which were first released in the early mid 1990s. The old 2500 series has been a great success for Servimax, was a highly reliable and trusted measurement and well over 30 years of sales history. But it has become time for Servimax to replace the old analyzer with one that is more modern, meets all the latest international standards and requirements. So we've designed a new analyzer that will give our customers the same high level of performance and reliability that they're used to while meeting today's customer requirements for interconnectivity and intuitive use. I must admit, I have fond memories of the 2500 series. It was the first analyzer I worked on as a young applications scientist back in the 1993-1994 region. And we've used this extensively on processes, for example, PTA, EDC, ethylene oxide, VCM over the years with great success. The customers liking its reliability its robustness and its ability to deal with difficult, corrosive and toxic samples. So Rhys, how does the 2500F, the new model, differ from its older variants? In many respects, you look at its evolution rather than a revolution. With the 30 years of analyzers in the field, and the experience we've gained from that, we've been very careful not to move away from a very proven technology and the proven good aspects of the older analyzer. For example, it is the same measurement principle, which is single beam dual wavelength. It still uses our own long life source, infrared source, and a spinning chopper wheel, which I'll talk about later on, containing the measurement reference filters. The cell design, we've kept that broadly the same as the old analyzer, because it's very important for the integrity of the cell in flammable or toxic gases. So the cell that we've got at the moment has millions of hours of proven in use data behind it. So we decided that, you know, we would not redevelop that. In fact, if you're already 
familiar with the old 2500 series, an existing user would identify many of the parts of the analyzer and the measurement as being the same and would feel very comfortable looking inside the box and saying what the main parts are. We've also made sure that the new analyzer fits in the same footprint as the older analyzer and then we've kept the mounting fixings, the sample connections and the wiring connections all the same to allow for a simple upgrade. But this doesn't mean that we haven't made improvements. We have made many. Firstly, when you look at the new analyzer, the first thing you'll notice is that it has a very large new intuitive user interface on it. This is based off our successful interfaces and displays that we've been utilizing on the process paramagnetic and laser analyzers for well, a decade and a half. So that was one of the first ones we wanted to improve because the old analyzer had a rather difficult user interface and was a little bit clunky to use. Inside the box, it's all new electronics. Everything from electronic perspective is completely new, utilizing modern, readily available industrial specification components. The older analyzer obviously was using components that were modern 35 years ago. And we all know the world has changed very significantly since then. And many of those components are difficult to get hold of nowadays. Much of what was previously carried out in older analog electronics is now carried out in the digital world within microprocessors. And this has given us improvements in response time and significantly decreased sensitivities to electromagnetic interference. So it's a more robust design for a more modern age. Also, we've had to make the analyzer compliant with all the latest international standards. So that's hazardous area certifications, EMC, REACH and ROS. So those requirements for new components and the new design, that is all covered in this analyzer. The other focus was on communications and communication protocols, internal data logging, and exportable fault alarm and maintenance histories and things like that that help with the service side of the analyzer as well as predictive preventative maintenance which is also required in a modern digital solution so we've gone a long way in modernizing what was a very trusty product but we haven't thrown away all good things in doing that and what we've done is made a product that will have many years field life Maybe not the 30, 35 years of the old analyzer, but this analyzer will take us well into the next 10 to 20 years for Servomax's high end infrared analyzers. So, in summary, we've effectively taken the same technological concept, we've updated it with modern electronics but it's got essentially the same form, fit and function as the original analyzer. Yes, absolutely. Now, one of the things I noticed is that the specification is basically the same. However, having had the privilege to see some of the performance data, the actual performance is a little bit better, let's say that. It's, so it's clearly the newer, components, the newer way of doing things, the electronics have added a little bit by way of general performance, although we haven't exactly changed the specification. One of the things that we looked at when we were doing the development was to make sure that the product was 
as good as, if not better than the, the previous analyzer. So a lot of our work was based on comparative testing, testing the gases that were part of our verification and validation part of the development process on the old analyzer as well as the new analyzer at the same time. There are future improvements we can make to the signal processing, but the first thing and the difficult thing for us was to take a, a design of 35 years old that had very advanced analog circuitry and turn that circuitry into a digital algorithms that would run in the microprocessor so that we can generate the same performance and the same characteristics of measurement. We didn't really want to affect that as well. So there was a lot of reverse engineering and comparative engineering. So yes, I think the performance is slightly better. That would be expected from taking away analog electronics, which has more susceptibility to noise. But what we wanted to do within this development was give our customers more of the same rather than trying to squeeze out another 10 or 15% of performance. A step change, say an order of magnitude performance change, that would be a huge challenge. So that's why we decided to stay within current performance specification. And certainly in my experience, our customers are not crying out for a hugely better performance. They have been asking for modern electronics in the form of digital communications. They've been asking for SIL, which is something we'll touch on a little bit later, and hazardous area and complying with the latest hazardous area specs. But generally speaking, they're happy with the performance that the analyzer delivers. So one question becomes, we have a large install base, the 2500 has been out there for the best part of 30 years. From a user's point of view, what's the upgrade path? If you put in a new unit where an old unit was there, what would they have to change within their installation? Well, currently the answer would be very little, if nothing. We've even kept the mounting fixings in the same places. So with the variance in cell lengths, which can range from two millimetres to one metre, we've kept those mounting fixes the same. So you should be able to purge down and then decommission an old analyzer, disconnecting the pipework, disconnecting the cable glands. And then with minimal effort, in, install a new analyzer onto the same mounting fixings, use the same cable entries, cable glands if you so wish, you might have to do a little bit of trimming, but it will form, fit and function be the same. The gas connections will be in the same place as they were on the previous analyzer. So very little to do in terms of replacement. And then, of course, you have to commission it, set the milliamp outputs to the ranges you require, set any filtering alarm to the levels you want. But a like for like replacement is going to take an hour rather than having to drill holes and put new studs in panels, find different cable, lay different cable, potentially with different screening, etc, etc. So it, it is a form fit function replacement. So we've mentioned that this is a an infrared analyzer and it uses a single beam dual wavelength principle. Can you describe what this means and why it's important to a user? This is one of the things that would really benefit from pictures. 
but I'll do my best to try to explain it. Uh, single beam dual wavelength. It's a measurement principle where you measure how much energy light is passing through the sample gas at a specific wavelength where the sample gas absorbs and none of the background gases absorb. By doing this, it's a very old principle. The laws of physics are well understood around infrared absorption. So you can get a measurement of the concentration of the gas if you keep the pressure, the temperature and the path length the same. What's different really when you go to single beam dual wavelength is you then measure at two different wavelengths, one where the sample gas absorbs and one where you measure at a reference wavelength. By having both a measurement and reference wavelength, you can remove what we call common mode effects. These are non-absorption effects that appear like changes in light energy intensity at the detector, but they will equally affect the reference, which is a selection, a wavelength where there is no absorption by the sample gas and no absorption by the background gases, and at the measure wavelength where there's only absorption at the sample gas. So by removing these effects, you get rid of lots of the reasons why other principles may have to calibrate more often because dirty optics, a drop in light intensity coming out of the infrared source, they can all appear as sample gas absorptions. But if they equally affect the reference, then we can cancel those common mode effects out. And this gives us less calibration intervals, or longer calibration intervals, I should say, and less zero drift of the measurement. There are several techniques around for single beam dual wavelength. But we make use of one in the metric that, which gives us a very high stability between the sample and reference and switches between them, allowing us to use all the same filter, all the same optics, the same source and the same detector and the same cell and path length. Where other principles that use same time often use two completely different cells, one with the sample in and one with the reference in. So the way the spectra like that does this is we actually have a spinning wheel which sits in the way of the light coming out of our source at a broadband of wavelength. And that spinning wheel chops in front a measurement filter and then as it rotates, a reference filter. So you're going measure, dark, reference, dark. So on the detector, you can see these peaks and then you can do the mass behind creating the measurement and the peaks, the ratio between the peaks is how we do the calculation of the gas measurement. This wheel is rotating at very fast, multiple, multiple times per second, and that way you're able to get lots of data points to get a good averaging of the measurement to take away the effects of noise. So along with the common things that we have to do for infrared techniques, like controlling sample gas temperature, pressure and path length, the Spectra GAP 2500 achieves a very high resolution of measurement. For any given gas and range that our customers want to measure, we have the flexibility of optimising the path length between two millimetres for very strongly absorbing gases, up to one metre for very weak gases, which allows us to get the best signal strength possible for any given gas and measurement range.
So that's quite a lot to try and describe in a podcast. So I would really recommend that listeners go and visit servermex.com and search for the Spectrix at 2500. And there you'll find a lot more detailed information on the measurement principle and the applications where such a technology can be used. So one of the advantages of the 2500 is its inherent flexibility. We can change the source, the optics, the detector to measure a very broad range of gases and liquids in a variety of backgrounds. What are some of the key applications that we offer the 2500 for? There's a very broad range of applications. In fact, there's many hundreds that over the years we've told the analyzer to dozens and dozens of gases, at dozens and dozens of, of different ranges. So the Spectrix Act tends to get used in processes where customers are looking for a high quality and highly reliable or robust measurement is required. Reliability is key. This allows our customers to extend maintenance intervals. It's a relatively maintenance-free analyzer as process gas analyzers go, but also it's trustworthy. And trustworthy is a word that I like to use because it brings together the whole feel of a product when it's working well. You've got the measurement you can trust. You know that when you finish a shift on a Friday and over the weekend, you will not be called out for emergency maintenance. It's got that robustness to it that means customers, operators, process engineers, service engineers feel trust in the measurement. Certainly, I've made use of the 2500 on many of the industrial processes I come into contact with. This would be ethylene plants, ethylene oxide, ethylene dichloride, phosgene, PTA. And its flexibility helps from the point of view you can use one analyzer across a wide variety of applications within a plant. And this clearly provides you with a common base. They all work the same way. The spares are the same. The functionality is the same the user interface the same and all these help with the service and support and the training required to get the best out of these analyzers on that broad range of applications. Yeah, I mean, technique can be used to measure many gases. You mentioned quite a few there, but also you've got ammonia, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, methane, water vapor, total hydrocarbons, all in the mix. So it can do almost anything that's thrown at it. All we have to do is select the measure and reference wavelength filters. And that's really where the clever bit is, along with how we do some of the rather unique signal processing that gives us such a high performance, highly stable, very accurate measurement. And with it, you can measure from percent levels to PPM levels, depending on the gas you're looking at. As you mentioned, key processes along with PTA, are things like ethylene and ethylene dichloride production, but we're also looking now that's getting into the carbon capture and decarbonation processes, where again, these are processes where are installed, they're down at the back end of a hydrocarbon or power process. Very often the operators don't want to have high technical skills on site. They don't want to be having service engineers coming out to look at the, the decarbonation package. 
and the 2500, though there are many and varied other analyses that will do the measurement as well, is the one that will last the longest, give the least maintenance, give the least trouble. And that's really what it's designed around. You mentioned Fosgene as one of the applications. Well, I'm sure our listeners know that you know, Fosgene is an incredibly toxic gas. And when you extract Fosgene from a process and put it through a gas analyzer like the 2500, you really want the integrity of all the pipework and the integrity of the measurement cell, integrity of the optics to be of the highest degree. And Cervamex do very low leak rate versions of the analyzer with specialist gaskets and o-rings and we have what we call an emboss which is essentially a purged area between the measurement cell and the analyzed electronics so there's no way you'll get a leak path of anything like phosgene or a flammable gas into the enclosures on either end and it's those added things that mark us as being a supplier that goes that one bit further so that customers who can trust it to measure phosgene, that should really say something to other customers who are looking for a highly reliable gas analyzer, because you don't get on those processes with anything else. Again, if you visit servermax.com, you'll get access to data sheets, videos, applications videos, applications information, product guides. There's a lot there, especially around the analyzer, because it's been with the company for, for so long including the Servamex Expert Solution Guides. So there are just too many gases and applications to mention here. So I really do encourage people to go onto servamex.com and see what product has to offer. Yeah, just to reiterate, it's servamex.com slash resources. And as Reese has said, you would find the videos, the expert papers, the podcasts, the application notes that deal with the processors, and applications that are important to many of our customers, giving details of what you use, how you use it, and what the benefits are. Clearly, the 2500 has been sold around the world to many different countries. Approvals to global standards are obviously very important. What's the situation with approvals for the new 2500? The new 2500, call it, is the Spectra Exact 2500. That's its official name. We didn't get the name the same and similar so that when customers look at changing documentation, they understand that this is a form fit function analyzer. In terms of approvals, we have all the approvals required for the CE mark currently and the equivalent of that for the UKCA. We are working with the approval agencies at this moment to get ATEX and IECX certification. We're looking at that at the end of the year. And we're also working with agencies to get North American certification. That's both USA and Canadian. So that's our main group of certifications. ATEX, IECX, North American, Class 1, Division 2 and Canadian. After that, we will look at regional approvals, South Korea, China, and many others, but they're all based off the IECX approval. That's all looking good for the end of the year. Certification pending is the term we use. This analyzer has been designed so that the hardware meets SEAL 2 levels. And while we're still in 
what we call the back end of the development process and we're going on to do all the liquids work next we're not going to do the work till we finish liquids and then we will get the sil2 looking at the tail end of next year 2023 so at which point we'll be able to launch the sil2 hardware version of the analyzer so really pushing the boundaries on this analyzer this will be the first photometric analyzer spectroscopic analyzer to use your term that meets hardware levels of silk and that goes again with looking at the robustness performance the safe failure characteristics of the analyzer along with having a long long mean time between failure data thank you reese for that brief but informative look at the spectra exact 2500 I'd just like to remind listeners that the details of this podcast and associated videos, data sheets, expert papers, manuals, product data plots are on the Servmex website where you can find more information covering the product, the applications. And it also gives you your local Servmex representative for when you want to contact us. So thank you, Reese, for your time. Thank you, Stephen, for this opportunity to talk about this exciting new analyzer from Servermex. As product manager, I'm certainly very excited to be, be launching this product. And I'd like to thank the listeners for listening and being part of the launch of the Servermex Spectra Exact 2500. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to you joining us on the next one. Thank you very much and good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you.